everybody, this is Brian. Um, before we start this episode, I wanted to let everybody know why this episode took so long to release. Essentially a year and a half. When John left, Chris and I decided to finish the end of season two. And we did. We recorded this sometime last year. Due to some mishaps, the hard drive this recording was saved on was reformatted and I thought we lost the episode. A couple of weeks ago, I was going through some stuff, found an old hard drive, plugged it in, and I had apparently backed up the episode to the hard drive. So this is why we have this episode now for you. And from Chris and I, we hope everybody out there is safe and we will do our best to maybe put out some content for you guys while you everybody's on lockdown at home. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Dawson Dudes. Tonight we are reviewing season two, episode 22. Finally made it. Parental discretion advised. Season finale, motherfucks. I'm Brian. I'm Chris. And we're the Dawson Dudes. Booyah. Do you ever do you ever find yourself like waiting for the chorus part to come in? No, because I don't You don't listen to us. I I think of it as like the running walk mad. <laughs> oh. Even though we use the the Oh, so like where where you can you you're waiting for the heart is in my hand, the <laughs> yeah. hand is in my heart or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. head is in the clouds or whatever. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Um before we get started on this episode, I would just like to declare that this episode is fucking bananas. I am really, really, really looking forward to picking your brain on it, Brian. Pick away. So what'd you think of the episode? Is, is, that, a good, is that a good first pick? Uh, I liked it. Like, a lot of shit happens. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like it kept going and there kept being scenes where I'm just like, holy shit. It's, 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 all, it's, it's, like, it's like all killer, no filler. Yeah, and then not only just plot, but like a lot of like relationship stuff happens that like changed like overnight. I think it's a big part of why like I just found it so fucking bananas is it was just like was that combination of it's not just it's not just plot stuff. It's like all of a sudden, yeah, relationships get turned upside down almost almost out of you know, out of nowhere. All right. Um do you want to get into it? You want to clear your fucking throat before you start this episode? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So we start with a cold open here. What are they watching? Oh, it's um, fuck. It is Daniel Day Lewis and Michelle Pfeiffer. It is called uh Batman Returns, and no, it is fuck. In, does it have it has something? the age of innocence? Age of innocence. Cool. I was gonna say the end of innocence, and that's not what it is. Yeah, but yeah. It's um, I feel like uh, I feel like Dawson's Creek thought that this movie was gonna have a lot more cinematic staying power than it has over the last twenty-ish years. Uh, I or think is it's our, like is that our bad. The Daniel Day Lewis movie nobody saw. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like after my left foot. Although there's another one where he's a boxer that I don't think a lot of people saw. Mm. With him and Pete Postlethwaite, you know Kobayashi. Never heard of him. He's uh, is you know from um, not Kobayashi, the um, hot dog eating champion, <laughs> uh, the no, character man. from Usual Suspects. 
what's his face is Kobayashi. What? No, he's Kaiser Soze. Oh, that's right. And he's a bad, bad, bad man. Mm, the boy wanted it. <laughs> all did all the boys wanted it. You know how boys are. Boys be boys. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> they always want it. <laughs> Brian's opinions do not <laughs> reflect that opinion. The opinions of the Dawson dudes at large. Uh, it's called the boxer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, right. It's between the Crucible and Gangs of New York. I almost just said, "Are you not entertained?" <laughs> that's not something. Well, it's something. It's not a Daniel Day Lewis movie. It it was the Crucible and then the boxer and then Gangs of New York. Yeah. Really? Gangs of New York was 2002. Shit. I like. I guess he, he took a four, six year hiatus. Got it. That's okay. That makes sense. Uh, I just always thought the Crucible was earlier in his career, and it is. It's just he took a six year absence. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, you know who's good at acting? Phantom Day Lewis. guy's a masterpiece. If you haven't seen Phantom Thread, no. go see it. Uh, if you haven't seen The Phantom Menace, don't. It's It's not very good. Wait, isn't it your favorite Star Wars? You said that, right? The Phantom Menace? Yeah. No, uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Which, whichever, whichever one uh, Yoda does karate in is my favorite one. So yeah, so they're Sorry, watching kind of The Age of Innocence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you ever seen this movie? No. I have never seen this movie. What's the plot? I imagine he asked Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> loves Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, they, and they, Michelle Pfeiffer loves him? No, probably not. And she, But she can't. She can't love him. Yeah, um, it's, come? it's a, you know, it's a Martin Scorsese too. Really? Yeah. That's a double whammy for people who didn't want to watch didn't? this movie. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis, nah. Directed by Martin Scorsese, nah. It only made 32 of the $34 million budget. Yeesh. And they made it back on probably DVDs, VHS sales. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, uh, yeah, I'm sure the age of VHS innocence rentals. was uh, flying off the shelves. It was that, uh... Clerks. Mueller it was has nominated for a lot of shit. Of course it was. Scorsese was the the Susan Lucci of um, coked up uh, Italian directors. But yeah, they're watching that. And what do they talk about? Unrequited love or something? Yeah, like, do you, does watching sad romance oh, movie yeah. somehow affect the way you view relationships? Right. Yeah. What do you think? I do think some people, I don't know if sad, but like, I think some people will like watch like a romantic movie and be like, how come my relationships aren't like that? And I right. wish my relationships were more like that. When, well, they only show you up to the part where they get together. What they don't show you is like the part where they actually have to deal with being with each other. Right. That's the hard part. That's uh, like, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I tried that with the, like, this is 40. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, nobody wants to watch this shit. <laughs> nobody wants to watch a couple fall apart. A couple, couple like, fight with each other. Yeah, a couple just get used to each other. Another thing they were kind of talking about, like, when you watch movies like that, like where it's like unrequited love, do you think, do you think it, um, maybe not causes, but, you know, isn't uh, those sorts of things are enjoyed by people who have a tendency to cast their romances as, as like tragic? Like waiting for, you know, waiting for it to fall apart or like maybe, maybe targeting the wrong person over and over again. Uh, See what I'm saying? I don't know. People think about it that much. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, especially, I really when you're, especially when you're 16. I mean, I watch like, you also watch like action movies. I don't think like. 
yeah. it really informs how I think about like your uh, male female relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite movies is Bloodsport, and I don't think I uh, subconsciously went after uh, Kumite. No, you joined uh, the Kumite on your own. Uh, uh, blonde uh, blonde uh, reporters with with uh, perms. Hey, you come to my room. Hey, hey, uh, let the lady alone. <laughs> she come to my room. <laughs> he does, you know, splits and I do the splits. <laughs> Hey, come come to my room. There is uh, ten thousand dollars worth of cocaine in there. <laughs> you know how in like those movies, they always try to like shoehorn in why v- Van Damme or like Schwarzenegger would oh, like, be has an accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's always like really convoluted, and it's it could be it's never just like oh, I moved here when I was eighteen. No, yeah. Why don't they just do like it's always like well, his dad well was he was like. A part of mercenary, this mercenary crew yeah, yeah. who then met his mom in France. It's always like, it's, oh, like there. There's one where he deserted the um, like the French Legion. <laughs> like there's one where if it's Van Damme where he plays the two roles, the double roles. Yeah, double. Or not double. Is it double impact? Or is that uh, the just, one, is that the one with uh, Dennis Rodman? Uh, I think that's Dennis Rodman. But he like it, no. one of the twins. Twins fight. Grows up in Hong Kong. Yeah. And like, oh, he speaks with an accent because he was raised in a French orphanage. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. In Hong Kong, the place where uh, two cultures were famously crisscrossed, and he went to the one French orphanage. Yeah. It's yeah. always like, why? <laughs> it's weird that the one movie that they didn't do that with was uh, Street Fighter, where he plays American Colonel Guile. <laughs> yeah. I am American. Yeah, number uh, number one blonde guy, you know? Fight each other. I really like football. We're going to kick Bison's ass. That's, uh, if you go back and watch Street Fighter, by the way, don't. Actually, do. Um, I think it's kind of good. Raul Julia's performance as Bison is surprisingly affecting. I literally thought about it like two days ago. Rest in peace. When he tells, uh, when he tells Chen Li that he didn't give a shit about killing her parents, I don't give a shit. Well, no, he was. He, he's like, for you, it was the day uh, that the evil bison like rolled into your. And for it me, it was tanks. Thursday. Yeah, for me, it was Tuesday. Yeah, the way I he like that. tosses that out. Oh, mm, a great loss for the acting community, even uh, 20 ish years later. Yeah, and um, Dawson at the end asks if Joey will love him forever. No, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Which is foreshadowing for what will happen later in this episode. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What did What did she answer at that point? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> she said it doesn't matter. We get a happy ending either way, I guess. <laughs> she jacks him off. That's terrible. That's a terrible joke. Awful. I owe you people more than that. I don't know you guys shit. <laughs> <laughs> the one doing all the work over here I don't know you a fucking thing yeah and so uh, we cut to the next scene um, it's the morning and Gail has decided to tell Dawson that she will be taking the job in Philly tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> leaving it for the city of brotherly love figure it out or at least she's, she'll be leaving tomorrow to like accept the job or whatever right right yeah. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. The season two, and especially, I will say the back half of season two, has been just a parade of Gale making making and not making poorly poorly 
and yet overthought out decisions. And then to come upon is like, yeah, I'm going to uh, yeah, I'm going to take the job. Um, <laughs> countdown starts now. Yeah, it's just it's just like it's kind of the perfect it's kind of the perfect ending to this for Gail because it's just like, ah, well, you fuck this thing up the whole way. Let's uh, be kind of a dick about it at the end. Well, like even if you're not literally taking the job tomorrow, you're just flying to go talk to them. You should tell your son before the give day. Me, <laughs> give me, a, give me, a, give me, a, give me a couple days heads up. Yeah, I'm gonna make some plans. Hit the hit the fucking grocery store. Dawson asks if this is what she really wants, and she says, you know, since... What she really, really wants. The one thing that would keep me here, it doesn't want anything to do with me. He's like, I'm talking to you right now. It just seems like the perfect thing to do, which is like, it is sort of like, you're just going to abandon him. (laughs) In Mitch's hands. (laughs) You're going to leave your son in Mitch's hands. Dawson asks his mom... If you know something's bad's happening, but reveal like revealing that would hurt somebody you love, what would you do? Just like like any parent, she should just been like, "Tell me right now what's what do, do, do you have a who'd you get pregnant?" <laughs> but she does it. She says, uh, "I would either approach that person to let them know that what they're doing." Is hurtful. And they need to like fix it now. Like, or I, I would I either, got my eye on you. Or I would tell that uh, that other person. Right. And he's like, "Wow, you're a way better parent than Mitch." <laughs> it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, of course I am. Listen, I don't want Mitch back for his parenting skills. Mitch would have probably just been like, "Mom, I make breakfast. Make a breakfast once a year." <laughs> no, Mitch would have been like, uh, "Snitches get stitches, Dawson." <laughs> And then made breakfast. Dawson goes to pick up Joey from her house. Joey. And, so, and uh, Mr. Potter's there. And this is um, kind of awkward because... I Because I see you, Yeah, bro. Dawson's doing that. <laughs> I, I, I know what you're up to. I hope everything you're doing is legal. You know, not illegal. Having been a criminal before. Yeah. And- yeah. Da- da- like Dawson does not know how to play play the I see you, bruh, cool. Yeah, so Mr. Potter's like, uh, okay, weird kid. <laughs> All right. Dawson Leary. You're a weirdo. What, whatever, man. You said a bunch of weird shit to me when I visited you in prison. We'd, we've just got a weird relationship all around. I feel like pointing fingers is um, counterproductive. Yeah, so... Mr. Potter tells Joey that, you know, if you guys have finals up, why don't you use the ice house as a place to study while we were doing the remodel? It'll be quiet and there's a bunch of like leftover food there you could be using. Because uh, you're using it to traffic through? <laughs> Sir? Well, it is kind of weird to be like, hey, like I'm trafficking drugs through this place and like. Go hang out there. Yeah. Why don't you go hang out there? But then it's like, isn't it kind of like it's like counter counterintuitive of him being like I don't care if you go hang out at the, at the ice house there's nothing weird going on there uh, it's, it's um it's uh cocaine free and uh, study full go uh, knock yourselves out guys so Joey's like yeah cool sounds awesome <laughs> everything's great in my life <laughs> yeah oh god it's it's such the sad thing is it like yeah for the first 10 minutes it's like holy shit Joey Potter's walking on sunshine for uh for a good you know, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, she's so stoked. Yeah, I'm just going to go to the restaurant that all my family runs. It's going to that's gonna be a venue now. It's going to be great. Back at Cape Side High, Jen and Jack are just, you know, they're like little, like they live together now and they're like, yeah, 
cohabitate. Remember when like coffee started getting really big in the nineties and yeah. like teenagers started drinking coffee? Yeah. That was weird. Well, like and now it's like everybody drinks coffee, like children. Yeah, children. It still fucking weirds me out when I see like some kid with an iced coffee in his hands. It's like that kid is jacked the fuck up right now. Um but yeah, well, like the coffee thing was like it was like the friends thing, right? With Central. That and I think Starbucks started coming, yeah. like becoming really big, but and like, you started seeing Starbucks like everywhere. Yeah, there's fucking Starbucks everywhere. That is weird. Like, yeah, there was a there was a point where there wasn't a Starbucks in every place ever. But like, what like what was the transition between like, hey, Starbucks to like, hey, kids drink coffee. I don't know, man. Was, one, it, was one, it Dawson's Creek? Is one day this you're like... drinking an icy, the next day you're having ice frappuccino. <laughs> drinking a Slurpee. I think that was like, another thing. Like the event, like an adult. Like uh, the, the ice blended or the uh, frappuccino drink. Sure. It was real gateway drug. For, oh, for sure. For, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and if, yeah, if any and if any of those companies want to argue anything other than like, no, this is so kids would drink it. Like, uh, yeah, go fuck yourself. Oh, uh, by the way, a Frappuccino is way better than a nice blended. Absolutely. I don't like that malt powder shit. It's, a, it's powdery. It's like as if as a former employee of uh, the coffee bean and tea. And leaf, I, a former employee of Starbucks. <laughs> I'm not here to defend um, the ice blended uh, over the Listen, Frappuccino. Yes. The original ice blended drink. Congratulations. But you didn't do better. Yeah. Don't get me into that kosher shit. Yeah. Ford. First Ford or automobile. You see me buying a Ford? Although, the you know, the new uh, Tauruses look... Uh, is there a new Taurus? No. They, <laughs> they make that... <laughs> do I mean... I think I meant to say Focus. They actually are no longer making any sedans. I thought they weren't making any more, uh, like... Uh, sports utility vehicles. No, they're only making they're sports. They're only making those. Yeah. Got it. Smart. A bailout. Real good job. Real good, real good idea. They are talking about how Jen had a pretty late night staying up doing homework, and Jack's like, you know, even even Eddie didn't stay up that late working. And she's like, yeah, you know, I just like had a lot to say. And he's like, what's it about? And she's like, suicide. Yeah. And he's like, what? What the <laughs> like fuck? Like immediately, <laughs> like tr- like like triggered. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The the last time Jack wrote something uh, real deep <laughs> on a piece of paper for school, it turned out to be a real, real turning point in his life. And so he's just like, oh, you're writing a real long thing about suicide. You're going to fucking kill yourself. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. And he's got limited, expe- he's got limited experience with that. Jack doesn't uh, help feelings. by saying, hmm, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. It's such just like, hey, maybe. I, 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 lots of people kill themselves. Yeah. I, wouldn't I just like, be just another, like, you know, just another statistic? I was yeah. like weird, like realist, like I was just being real. Yeah, she's Jack, just, people kill themselves. I might kill myself. You might kill. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> she's definitely not. Yeah, she's like, listen, I'm not here to set your mind at ease, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> We're just two teenagers living in a big house. I don't owe you anything. Yeah. Listen, we we just shipped your crazy ass sister off with your homophobic dad up to fucking Providence, and now you're sharing uh, this newly newly empty house with, um, you know, Katie slices her. Uh, yeah, whatever. So, uh, lady wants a uh, lady wants to kill herself. Yeah. So all of a sudden, Graham shows up to school. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where I live? Yeah. This isn't church. She's like. Wants Jen to move back. Even yeah. she just kicked her out. 
Well, if you wanted me to move back, he should have put all my shit on the porch. There's fucking rigmarole. Some of that got wet. This is the, this is the East Coast. It's damp all the time. Like, well, like for one thing, it's just like Grams must really mean it for like walking into a public school that is outlawed school prayer in order to ask her. I mean, that's that's it, it, something. It just seems like uh, come on, Grams, get your shit together. You're a fucking adult. Yeah. <laughs> Either but, you want to kick her out, or you want to you want her to live with you. Don't make impulsive emotional decisions. You're old. You're not allowed to have them anymore. Yeah, and Jen's- And your granddaughter's going to kill herself. Jen's pretty much like, I don't want to. Smells funny. Me and Jack, we got this good thing going. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, Jack doesn't have a choice. You do. And Jen's like, I'm not having any of this. You kicked me out, even though I did say a bunch of mean shit. <laughs> like a bunch. Like in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> At a funeral. <laughs> Like, it was not cool. So, um... Not coming home. To your home. Sheriff Winter is dropping Pacey off. It must be, like, Pacey's fucking birthday or something for Winter. Sheriff Winter to, like, drive him to school. Yeah, like, what... Yeah. I, w- I was waiting for like like, like an explanation. It's like, why why is this uh, why is this happening? <laughs> Over the um, radio comes in that like they're like casing the ice house, <laughs> hey, which uh, is like really if you were to like case out the ice house, like you, you shouldn't be saying under- that shit on the radio. Yeah, like, if, yeah. If you've got some, if you got a place under like fucking undercover surveillance yeah. and shit, yeah, yeah, that doesn't go. That doesn't go after. Hey, hey, chief, where are you at? You at the fucking? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's not okay. Okay. Fucking you, bunch of Barney Fives at the yeah, sheriff's station. At the barbershop, that's cool. Everyone can listen into this. Yeah, and probably on Graham's. Graham's probably got like some fucking radio at her house. That's got that citizens band hearing what's going on. So Pacey asks, "What's going on? Why are you? Why are you guys surveilling the um, ice house?" And and he's like, "Hey, you weren't supposed to hear that. <laughs> I, sh- I knew I shouldn't have driven you to school." <laughs> If you tell anybody, if you tell anybody we're looking at the ice house, I'll fucking kill you. Bob, I fucking told you to stop saying that shit on the radio. Page me or it's something. It's not a secure line. <laughs> it's not a secure line. This is the fucking, this is the Citizens Band Radio. He's like, don't mind your own fucking business and pass your fucking, ever since your fucking crazy ass girlfriend. <laughs> your your like, Looney Tunes girlfriend. Like just like unnecessarily mean. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's been Sheriff Witter's, uh, pardon use of the technical term, his M.O. <laughs> since we've uh, met him. But but yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely laying it on a little thick. Listen, your crazy ass girlfriend's gone. Now all of a sudden you gone double stupid. And even Dawson's like, hey, what's with the car this morning? <laughs> like, your dad why, just... why is your dad here? <laughs> <laughs> Always the sign of a good relationship when your best friend's like, hey, uh, what's with the uh, what's with the dad driving you to school? He care about you now? That was weird. Pacey's about to take, I guess, like a final or something. <laughs> Some shit. Yeah, one of those blue books. I remember those. No, oh, dude, my college experience was all blue books too, but the bigger ones. <laughs> I want a college ruled. You want you want a college ruled blue book? Yeah, I write small. It's just like tiny words, letters in tiny lines, giant fucking white space. See, I w- uh I liked it more on a page count basis because like listen, as a as a gentleman with a with an English degree, do not ask my GPA. Uh I was very 69. much 69. It was 69, you guys. Back in my day, they calculated GPA differently, but it was definitely like, and this is going to have to be a five to seven page essay. I was very much like, sweet, five page essay. So like the wide ruled blue book was at least like on a page count basis. Like, hey, man, I'm filling this whole fucking thing up. Look at me. I can write lots of ideas. Remember when they they would like, you know, like make you go buy the blue book? Yeah. She's like, come on, man. Just give me the fucking blue book. It's a dollar. That's the thing, man. It's like this 25 cents. College. College. Wait, wait, man. You take 25 cents, you type 30,000 students, 
That is like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. No, How about man. you charge me an extra dollar at the beginning of this fucking semester? Yeah. Add 10 bucks to my fucking tuition. Yeah, now I got to go find a quarter. Listen, from textbook to blue book, the entire book racket in colleges is precisely that. It's a racket. If you're listening to this right now and you go to college, steal your textbooks. That's an official Dawson Dudes endorsement. We could just rent books now, though. No, oh, fuck that. Steal. So Pacey pretty much gives, he's like, I'm not going to fucking do this essay. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Fucking essay. Yeah. My crazy girlfriend's gone. I can go scream into a pillow. Yeah. I guess after school, Dawson goes by the ice house to talk to Mr. Potter. I got an F for being sad. He, again, roundaboutly tells Mr. Let's Potter have, to do the right more, thing. Let's uh, mano a mano awkward uh, I see you bruh moment. <laughs> yeah. He tells him he needs to do the right thing. and Like that movie. Mr. Potter's like, sometimes... It's hard to do the right thing, Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> harder and harder these days, my friend. Mr. Potter like says that like it like it's like hard worn wisdom where it's just like I mean it's not that hard if you just don't start selling like uh trafficking coke again. Or coke for the first time. This is this is uh this is a new substance for as far as uh we've been told. I mean, unless the weed was just what he got caught for, maybe the yayo was his uh Maybe that was his baby. <laughs> well, you know, in the time he's been in jail, we, the prices of weed probably dropped. And then, the de- you know, the demand for coke fluctuates. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Gal is telling Mitch that she will be leaving. Yeah, good. And <laughs> You've been a pain in my ass for the last couple months. Mitch is like, what? No! <laughs> yeah, this is so funny. He's given no God. indication up to now that he... No, I don't want you to go. ...wants... God, anything from Gail. Yeah, Mitch is such a child in this episode. Well, I didn't know you were going to leave. Yeah. yeah, then what does he say? How's it go? Does this fucking scene, does this fucking scene go? I, remember, I just remember he pissed at it. Well, they talk about how, what they would do with Dawson, that he would, like, spend the summers in Philly. Right. And then the school yeah, year. Pr- Why? <laughs> hey, well, we live on a gorgeous creek. Go live in Philadelphia for this summer. Yeah, especially like you're like when you're a kid, you want to spend your summers with your friends. Where your friends are. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, I've been conscripted to uh Philadelphia for three three months. Yeah. Go join the roots or something. Dawson's probably not gonna join the roots. Yeah, I I assume he'd spend the summers in Philadelphia. Why on earth would you assume that? You know, get that sweet, sweet, unparkable city life. But for some reason, Gail telling Mitch that She's leaving kind of like, I guess, makes him think about it more. <laughs> like, uh, huh. None of this had ever really crossed my mind yeah. before. <laughs> Fucking doofus. What a God. I mean, just, just, idiot. just married an just idiot. A, just, you married... Gail, you shouldn't have married the good-looking guy. You married a dum-dum. I mean, he was at points a sweet dum-dum, but now he's just, just so stupid. So our gang is all studying at the ice house and Mr. Pa, um, studying, Sheriff, <laughs> studying up at the trap house. <laughs> Sheriff Winter comes in and it's like, uh, what are you, what are you doing here, Pacey? What are you? You're traffic, trafficking drugs. You're trafficking too. drugs. Here? Shit. <laughs> Bob, I, I, et le us lady, afficking tray, uggs dray, upstay. <laughs> so he goes and talks to Mr. Potter and. Listen, Mr. Potter. Just like, call hey me, man. Call, call me. Sh- or, yeah, I got friends. I got friends. They do different. I got friends. Listen. They do different things. Some of them they just <laughs> you want to come by and say hello. Yeah, I, I can't stop him. Hey, uh, that uh, guy who was in here earlier. Listen, man, I'm not responsible for what my friends are up to. Also, like, if you're gonna like surveil 
like a like, possible drug uh, transaction coming in as the sheriff is. Hey, he signaled <laughs> that that's happening. Hey, and maybe uh, yeah. this isn't the best place to do yeah, it anymore. Maybe I got my eyes on you. No, but yeah. like on the other hand, thinking as a cop for a, what you do is you do that. You rustle the bees nest a little bit and then you see what happens. I mean, it could be interpreted that Mr. or Sheriff Witter was like trying trying to give him like uh, like almost like a friendly courtesy of like, hey man, don't do this, this shit here. Do, knock knock it off. Yeah, don't do your shit here. Right. Yeah. Well we, we find out we find out later that no, it's he's getting the uh tips from the uh other from the other <laughs> cartel or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think even under the icy Sheriff Witter skin, I think that there is at least a smidge of a flavor of like, listen, man. We've got eyes on you. Fucking not f- do what you got to do to knock it off. Yeah. So Joey comes and is just being Joey about it. <laughs> what are you talking to my dad about? Why are you talking to my dad about? You talking about about crimes? He doesn't do crimes anymore. <laughs> look at the ice house. We look at what we do at the ice house. My dad doesn't do crimes. Yeah. Your dumb dad does crimes. <laughs> He's a crime doer. Uh, and then. <laughs> this is when things get out of control. Yeah, this is where this, the episode starts to go crazy. <laughs> so, and I like like here's the thing. I like the crazy. I like the crazy part of the episode, but it's definitely not really explained. But I guess like their rival drug cartels <laughs> up here in, <laughs> in, in Cape Side that are <laughs> oh shit, the Cape Cod cartels here are competing for territory. <laughs> and um, listen, this is our turf. <laughs> Yeah, so whatever rival drug smuggling crew is uh, decides to burn down the ice house, and uh, what if it's like the Gre- it's like they're like um, Mr. Potter's cartel is like the wrong side of the track, the Greasers cartel, and the other one's like the Socius cartel. It's like the fucking Outsiders plus twenty years. They throw like a Molotov cocktail into the window yeah, or some shit. Yeah, we blow up here. And the ice house just goes up in flames. Like fucking kindling. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a lot of wood around for construction. It's old, but it's still like it's like wet wood. As this is happening, Mr. Potter decides to flush all the shit down the toilet, which is like, man, it's gonna be all burnt up anyways. Yeah, shove it up your butt. (laughs) Yeah, so he he he, yeah, so instead of escaping, he like takes time to like to flush a bunch of cocaine down a toilet. Yeah, and um, the most popular toilet in all of Dawson's Creek or Capeside. Dawson goes into real hero mode here. It's like, and no, like, I'm not fucking. <laughs> you, fucking can, you, can like, almost, you can almost see it, like the see it come over his face, where it's just like, no, it's hero time. <laughs> yeah, he really goes into hero mode and like fucking just breaks a window and gets Mr. Potter out. Come here, you big idiot. <laughs> Jen, all, all the all the while, is just like staring at the flames. Maybe this is how I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's just ridiculous. It's like the it's like the scene in uh, um, Saint Elmo's Fire where uh, Demi Moore uh, is gonna kill herself and she does it by locking herself in a cold apartment so she's just gonna like be cold to death. Mm-hmm. I remember that. It's a it's a terrible movie. So they all escape and Dawson's like pissed now. His like, Jen's like, did I really want to? <laughs> Yeah, so Dawson's pretty upset because he knows what's happening. Everybody else thinks it's like, I don't know, an electrical fire like, or something. Happened? Yeah. yeah. Dawson's like, like the, the craziest fuck? electrical fire ever. Yeah, and Dawson's like, what the fuck, man? We almost all died. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Told you. And it's like, that's the thing is, is like, as quickly as Dawson goes into like cinematic hero mode, once he gets everybody else out, you you can, it's definitely like a 16 year old realizes, like, that's fucking. What are you doing? This is crazy. Yeah, he's, he's down. You could have burnt us all. 
or the electrical fire could have. He tells Mr. Potter, like, you, you got to tell them everything you know. Like, this is now it's like, it's not just a, like, this is now a dangerous situation. Yeah, he's shook. Yeah. And it's a shook one. He's like, but I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm in too deep. You don't know what that's like, bro. I've been in too deep before. I've done my nickel. Yeah. Sheriff Winter wants Pacey to come home. Because the shit's got real. Oh, yeah. There's fires. Fire's happening, bro. Yeah, and Pacey's like, no, I want to, you know, be here with all my friends or whatever. Oh, my friend. And Sheriff Winter's like, dude, Pacey, like, shit's going down here. Like, And he, and Pacey's like, no, you don't even know what's going on. Like, you don't know what's going on. This, that's, he doesn't do that shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everybody, everybody's, everybody's uh, you know, front and big up and for uh, Mr. Potter. Yeah. He says something about Andy. And, and he has... It's crazy. It's like batshit girlfriend or yeah. whatever. He, he doesn't. I know he doesn't say batshit. He says like some his girlfriend leaves and now he suddenly it's his time of the month. <laughs> I don't have a vagina, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he like no, but then kind of like, pushes like Mr. Potter away or Sheriff Winter away, and then he says something about oh your girlfriend's fucking crazy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he says he's just he talks some shit about his girlfriend yeah. being crazy, and then P- Pacey punches him and it's like you could talk shit about me all you want. Don't talk. About Don't talk it. shit about my crazy <laughs> girlfriend. Like once the fire, st- like once the star f- fire starts at the fucking at the fucking ice house, like every like everything gets like ratchet ratcheted yeah. up to like fucking twelve. Yeah, we're in a different show now. Yeah, and, and not just with the like the punching thing. Like, although I I feel like it's probably a few episodes from when it would have been more earned. But he he doesn't just punch. He says, if you ever say anything again. You're gonna be policing this this town from a hospital bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he threatens to. Yeah, like... he's like he's like he threatens to permanently disable disable his dad, and it's like those feelings are of course have always been there, but number one, just like the just that whole for that whole part is just like is some up to twelve shit. And then his dad being like, yeah, <laughs> like I knew I fucking raised a man and stuff. <laughs> it's like, what is like what's happening? Like what's happening on Dawson's Creek right now? This was definitely the moment where I was just like, where I was just like season finale. Like, whoa, bro. <laughs> Pulled out all the stops. Yeah. Everything gets a little extra. Extra, extra. Just don't call Andy crazy, bro. Yeah. So. Dawson goes to his parents and tells them everything. And his parents, instead of being like, get in the car right now, we're going down to to the sheriff's office and we're going to tell Sheriff Wither everything. Well, they're like, Dawson, you need to figure this out and you need to fix this. Yeah, it seems like a real conundrum. I got to go to Philadelphia tomorrow and uh, that flight's early. Yeah, so. you need to go down by yourself and get this stuff fixed. It's like, def- like it's been two seasons of us opinion on Mitch and Gail's parenting <laughs> fluctuating. But this is just like, this is a low point. That's a real laissez-faire attitude about parenting. Yeah, well, gotta figure that shit out. You, yeah. you Protective custody, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's what you can do this weekend while I'm in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's it's insane that they don't make him, or they don't go with him, and they, they don't, don't be, make him go. They don't be around him while he's doing it. <laughs> like, their kid almost died because of, like... In the midst of a cartel battle. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like, well, when you have some time, you need to go down to the sheriff's office. Like, it's just like... Like, I don't know what the hours of the main office are for. I mean, I'm sure you have the Witter's phone number. Maybe you call Sheriff Witter and make an appointment or something. Yeah. I mean... Like, they're telling him the right thing to do, but they have no action. 
Right. No, they're telling a twenty a twenty something year old the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, Sixty. But even like like should all this happen now in your thirties and you go to your parent, they would they would be like, we need to go together and go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we need to get like, this oh, done. Oh shit, now. we should do that. Not just like uh, when you know, listen, I want to be away next tomorrow, so I gotta. Maybe you can you and dad get together and do it. No. I don't know like what Mitch's schedule was like. We cut to Jack and. Jen, uh, Jack, uh, the McPhees, and Jack's like freaking out because Jen was like, "What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, man, there's a fire, man." <laughs> I, I do. I, uh, I like. Uh, I like picturing Jack as Chong, but it's like, <laughs> "What the fuck, man?" <laughs> but like, it's kind of like he is sort of. He's just sort of like bamboozled by it. It's like. What's what's your deal, man? What's your deal, man? It's like nobody does shit like that. You stand there while a fire's happening, man. Jack's like, listen, I know you're going through a lot of pain and shit, but like, and I know you're from the city and you're all dark. What you want to do is isolate yourself and push people away, and you can't do that. You know, I don't love being living this life by myself. Like, okay, you have a choice <laughs> and a place to go, and you need to go there. Fucking some parts of the scene, Jack's talking to me. <laughs> Not to light yourself on fire thing, but like there are definitely moments where it's just like when I was watching this episode, uh, like all I could think is like, you're right, Jack. You're right. <laughs> That's for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Not not another episode of this podcast, like a different podcast. Dawson decides to go tell Joey what's what's the up. All right, here's the deal. And Joey's like, Nope, that's not it. Nope, something else. And he's like, nah, Joey, I'm telling you, I saw fucking cocaine. Lots of it. Joey is, it's 16 years too soon for her to just be like, bitch, don't kill my vibe. But like, it's basically, it's basically what she is communicating through this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, things... Like other than this, this fire's a little bit of a hiccup, but before that, like, like life's been killing it for yeah. like the last like week for the first Abby first Morgan's time in fifteen dead. years. Like things have been going Potter's way, and uh, yeah, it's hard to let go. Abby Morgan said, "Fucking, um, fucking Andy's gone. Never really developed an opinion on her, but it's you know it's nice to be queen of the mountain again. But I, I don't need this." Dawson is in. You know, there's no winning here. This is like a, there's no you have sometimes you're in situations where the only thing to do is the right thing because no matter what you do, you're gonna lose. So yeah, you fucked. Yeah, you you double fucked. So you might as well. Yeah, you, you might you, as well you, at least do the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> but the right thing is always the hardest thing. No, yeah. If you're gonna end up fucked at the end, he finally convinces Joey to go into the office. Just going <laughs> begrudgingly, they get Joey to. Wear a wire. <laughs> this is fucking hysterical. Fucking it's like wire up, bro. At this point, what is even the crime? Traffic. But there's no evidence. Arson. There's, there's literally no evidence left. Gail and Mitch have another conversation, and this is where Mitch is like, "I want you to stay. I want you to stay." But it's like Gail's like, "Too late." Yeah. Too, too late. Too late, you dumb dumb. I've been doing this shit for I've been waving my shit at you for like three months. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm gonna go to Philadelphia. You want this you want the this sweet piece of ass? <laughs> <laughs> 
What's your, what's uh, what's the uh, English teacher gonna think? You know the one that hates your son. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, she's just like even after you told me this, th- this feels more right than ever. Yeah. Fuck you, Mitch. <laughs> yeah. It's like I have absolutely no sympathy for Mitch here. <laughs> it's being a real dumbass. It's real dumb, dumb. Uh, Jen decides to after their hair little talk with Jack that maybe it is time to go home. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live with you anymore. You keep getting on my ass about suicide. (laughs) (laughs) She tells Grams that there are a couple conditions for her to to move back. I think she says, one, she's never felt comfortable living here because she's like never felt like Grams accepted her and who she was as a person. Right. Number two, that she needs Graham to acknowledge that she's been through a lot more than most girls her age. And what she doesn't need from Grams is her judgment. What she needs is her support. Which, I mean, seem reasonable. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, fair. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Though, but also, that means, you know, Grams doesn't need your judgment. Yeah. Yeah. It is one of those things where it's like, listen, man, you're not the only one who gets to define uh, where the goalposts are here. Yeah, but she says, you know, I don't want you to just be my legal guardian because I need one. I want us to be a family. Sure. And uh, it was a real sweet moment. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, and then she says, number three, you have to take in Jack. <laughs> number three, Jack has to live here. And Jack's just like on the swings like a like a lost puppy <laughs> I... with his like duffel bag of everything he's owned. Gonna live here, man. <laughs> That's right. A homosexual's gonna live in your house, Grams. Uh yeah, I like the I like the look at it. I was like, yeah, look at this idiot. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Let this kid live by himself? <laughs> and- yeah, fine, good. Yeah, you live by yourself, stupid. And she's like, I've been, I'll clear out your grandfather's, the place he died this week so Jack could live there. All right, Graham's number one rule. Don't tell Jack that Graham, <laughs> grandpa died in here. That's creepy. I don't want to live in that bed. <laughs> Wait, why do I have to sleep in a hospital bed? <laughs> I bet he wouldn't ask. He'd be like, this bed's awesome. Yeah, moves back Back and forth. I mean... This is the coolest bed in the house. How can I thank you? I got my own room in the coolest bed in the house. This is amazing. And I can shit right in here. Sheriff Winter <laughs> finds Pacey on the dock. Because Pacey's always kind of... Just by the dock. By the dock, looking off. Just thinking about stuff. He's like, um, you know, wants to apologize for talking mad shit about his girlfriend. She actually called. <laughs> she, like, called the house. And, like, they had a conversation. I only called her crazy a couple times during the conversation. He's like, Early. she's very precocious. You know, she's yeah. And Which uh, is a, all right, I'm not. I'm not going to dog Sheriff Witter for his use of adjective. <laughs> Just sounds like he's talking about a dog. Super precocious, housebroken. It's cool. You know, he just says that like you know, it was really nice to talk to her, and um, she called Pacey her hero. <laughs> When a hero comes along with the strength to carry out. And he just kind of apologizes. I'm like, right. All of a sudden, like, Sheriff Witter's, like, really, like. Gets all, like, fucking emotional. And just, like, really, like. Like, like I'm all so, of a sudden, like. Like, I'm sorry, I was a bad dad all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. This is, and this is the thing, too. It's like. This episode is bananas on, like, a couple of tonal levels. Because it's like, this whole thing is just like, what? Well. I, I mean, I guess pr- primarily my my issue is obviously with the uh, Sheriff Witter Pacey stuff, where it's just like, this seems like something that should have been set up maybe an episode ago, episode or two ago. Or just, it feels too fast. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's all happening so fast. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes from punching him to, like, 
Well, like I, they go I now from, understand they go from, everything about you. Yeah, they go from standard, like their standard relationship, to him punching him and threatening to cripple him, to his dad being like, "Yeah, good. This is what I like. <laughs> That's what I like." <laughs> and then to uh, this fucking okay, I talked to your crazy girlfriend. I'm sorry, I was a bad dad all the time. Yeah, and and where's where's uh, where's uh, fucking Dougie? <laughs> He's doing Doug stuff, man. Pacey just breaks down and. Tells him, like, you know, I miss her so much. She's been gone, like, four days. <laughs> four days. Although, I mean, yeah, I get, he's fucking 16. He's 16. get it. Um, and he knows she's not coming back. She's crazy. <laughs> and they, they like, hug it out on the pier. Hug, hug it out, you little bitch. <laughs> yeah. They, they have, you know, they have the, the manly... Although, you know, they, they, they cry. There's, it's, it's, yeah, they, 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 they do it right. They, they, do, they, they do it justice. Yeah. That that is actually kind of the one like as sort of out of the blue as it is. At least they like cry normal. Next, Joey's at home and she is wearing an awfully large flannel. Like <laughs> <laughs> it should be hiding. <laughs> Pregnant, <laughs> and she's just like straight up like, "Hey, hey Dad, hey, do you, are you dealing drugs? You dealing drugs again?" <laughs> like, and fu- uh, was oh. like right to it, and, and fucking poker, <laughs> poker face, Potter over just here breaks the. <laughs> Not even the, I don't know what you're talking about. Not even, like, man, like, are you sure you were ever a criminal? Come on, man. <laughs> That's the thing about me. He, he doesn't seem like he's a criminal. You know, he's a bad, like, that dude, that is, the like, the one thing. It's a very good point. I'll, I'll give him a pass on the fuck, on when they visit him in prison, because, like, none of the criminals look like criminals in that prison, but it's just like, this dude is too soft. It's like, man, have you done this before? Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's like his first time. <laughs> yeah, it's just like not even, not even a like. What are you talking about? Not even a half-hearted. What are you talking about? Yeah, and Judge is like, how could you? How could you? Bessie and I tried really, really hard to build the ice house. That's the fucking thing. That's the whole thing about this. Is it like I was thinking of it as I'm watching the thing. I'm thinking of it as a like a person with. Thoughts about criminal justice and, you know, the recidivism rate of of convicts and shit like that. But, like, no, motherfuck this dude. This dude came out to these fucking daughters who, bit, like, kept a restaurant going, like, bi- basically, like, built a life for him to come home to. In his first week, he comes back and, like, gets a little poo-pooing while he uh, makes an uh, fucking awful horseradish bullshit and then caters a wedding and like this guy can't stay away from dealing the yayo it's like I was trying to get ahead I wanted to build a life it's like fuck you dog you had a life man you don't choose a game the game chooses you you know what I'm saying dog you don't know you don't understand that shit you soft you from the suburbs fuck him dog you're not like you're not like Mr. Potter you're not hard you're not hard like Mr. Potter game chooses you son yeah like game chooses you you got two, you got two dollars you got Bodie out doing God knows what bringing bringing money home to the family this is like he could not have come back to like a more ideal cushier, situation more ideal situation his wife's dead so he can start playing the field again it's just like he just wanted, you know, he's just, I'm going to get a few bucks. Taste up, of the game. You know, Taste you just get game. a few bucks and then, you know, we'll go. But you had a few bucks. You can build no, that man, shit. No, man. He's trying to expand that shit. He costs money to expand. Trying to, trying to, like, have an underage blues club here at night. <laughs> the ice House. You know what, ice uh, House after dark, son. That shit ain't free. Well, the one yeah, I, the one thing we did, we have learned from the Dawson's Creek this uh, season is that <laughs> the, the children of Capeside love the blues. 
We'll watch it open mic style. <laughs> we'll pay for it. Yeah, as um, I, I, I tend to find myself to be a pretty empathetic person, but like it, whatever whatever version of it I had, just like straight shut down for Mister Potter in this scene. It's like I don't give a fuck. I'm glad she was wearing a wire. <laughs> you need to go away, son. Man, I'm telling you, you don't choose the game. The game chooses you. Hey, man, it's the lure of the game. But it's just like you got to make a choice. He's, he's just—he's not very good at the game. That's the problem. That's the problem. He's a bad. He's a bad. I bet you that first marijuana run—that was his first run. He got caught. Oh, dude, I bet it's probably why he got out after like three years. Yeah, no priors. Nope. Number one, no priors. Two, good behavior. Look at him. Like, yeah, that was probably his first run. Yeah, and he's just like Joey. I'm just so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Joey's like, I'm sorry too. She lifts up her shirt. And it, <laughs> I forgot, like, I forgot for a second that she got, like, that she was wearing a wire. I was just like, wait, that was she? like a Girls Gone Wild moment. No, I, like, for a second, I was like, did she tape the coke to herself? <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, that's right. That's right. She's wearing a wire. Yeah. <laughs> I hit, sorry. I'm sorry, too, Dad. I uh, hid this coke and I sold some more. You're out of the game. <laughs> And uh, hey. that's cold, son. That's cold, cold. But he knew what was up. He was just like, "Don't be." No, man. He didn't. He he knew what was up, but he didn't think his own flesh. No, but then he said, "He said, don't be." No, he said, "Don't be." But in his heart, though, he was like, "Et tu, Prute? Fuck you, dog. Yeah, you, you gotta wear wire. This is not how it goes down. I've seen the wire. Does time number two? That's just some white people shit. He got no fucking loyalty to each other. Well, I can't remember who said it. I think it might have been Dave Chappelle, but is that white people got snitch? No, no, it was Neil Brennan saying white people. White people got snitch in their blood, <laughs> which I like. I I won't like. Listen, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't wear a wire for my dad. But like, yeah, it's that's white people stuff. You wouldn't wear wire. No, no. So your dad was like endangering, let's say like Bessie, like Corey. <laughs> yeah, I'd wear a wire. Yeah, like, like, let's say, yeah, you were younger and you were all living in the same house. And, like, there's, like, gunshots every night at the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Hey, me and my family were living in a trap house. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not just a figurative crack alley, but a literal, a literal crack, crack, crack alley. Yeah. Sure, yeah. No, I'd, yeah, I'd probably... I'd, I'd you'd be like, because you'd be like, bad dad. You want to do bad it dad. to your actual dad, because he's not actually a drug dealer. <laughs> or alive. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, um... Yeah, my older brother jeans would at that point out um your Levi's. <laughs> yes, cotton uh, Levi's cotton dockers um would out Levi's stri- cotton dockers. <laughs> <laughs> That's two different things, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, my Levi's <laughs> cotton docker <laughs> short Capri pants. Dungarees. Uh, um, Converse. Well, here's the thing. As a white person, I'm always thinking about cotton dockers. <laughs> now, um, but yeah, my at that point, my older brother uh, switch would have to flip over my yeah, because uh, they got son the, switch. They got the kid here, too. Yeah, little um, uh, Bodito. Bodito. Um, yeah, so like, there's really... Should name him Hurricane. There's no way shouldn't name him. It doesn't have a dad. <laughs> where's this is my son? Where's Bodie? Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? 
rock in a hard place. But everybody's doing things they don't want to do. Because they got to. Because they got to in this episode. And they're all clear of the consequences of that, how they react to it. Sure. Decisions born in necessity. And where they put the blame on some people <laughs> is insane. <laughs> Dawson, you motherfucker. <laughs> so also like... Mr. Potter didn't hear like five cars come up to his house. Or the baby making noise. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Potter. So Mr. Potter walks out the front door after uh, Joey reveals the. I mean, they don't even put him in cuffs. He's not resisting. (laughs) Came out, wasn't armed. (laughs) They shoot him in the head. It was a resisting arrest. No, he's white. (laughs) No, he's fine. They shoot the baby. They shoot the baby. God, that's so sad. Oh, laugh through the pain of that joke. That's, God, that's, you all wish you made that joke. Um, Yet didn't because it means that you live in the America you live in. Um, But yeah, so Mr. Potter walks out to his waiting uh, ride to the police station. Bessie holding Bodito. Can't even, can't even look, can't even look at him. Back to the pokey for Mr. Potter. And Joey looks at Dawson, who's also there. <laughs> but like, this oh, is like, oh, well, but like, at a Cape respectful side, distance away from at Cape them. side when like a sting is going down, you could just hang out. Hey. As long as you're like 10 feet away. As long as you're 10 feet away and everyone's just like, man, Mr. Potter is not coming out shooting. Oh my God. That would have been the one thing that would have made this episode even like way more bonkers is if like she shows, she shows, um, Mr. Potter, the uh, the the wire. Next thing you see is like him, like fucking gun to her head, just be like, "You're not gonna take me alive." I'm not going back to that cage, hey, man. Going back to that cage, man. He gets a boat. He gets a Bodie, uh, a Bodie exit, which I guess makes. Um, she goes over to Dawson. Dawson and says Utah. the most insane thing. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "You're not about to like what I'm gonna say, Dawson, because it's not gonna make any sense to you." I hopefully will one day be able to give forgive my father for what he did here. Right. But I will never, ever, 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 ever forgive you for what you did to my family. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, man, the Potter gene is some, is it's, it's crime gene. Insane. No, it's fucking bonkers. She blames the fallout of her family is due to Dawson Saying some forcing shit. Forcing her to go to the cops. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing. Joey's got a criminal gene. And it's like... 501 Dockers. <laughs> Levi's got Dockers. <laughs> um, wasn't that something? No, ever? Dockers are a thing. Levi's are their own brand. <laughs> it's fine. Jeans and, and Dockers. No, I know. No, dockers I know. are a brand. I feel like... I feel like at one point they may have been under It wouldn't be Levi's caught in Dockers. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It would just be Dockers. Sure. Here's the, and I don't know why I'm going back to it to argue it because it's not. it was just like nonsense talk. I, I connected three words that shouldn't have been together. Well, two two words. Um, But no, Joey has like criminal in her genes and one of the, like, what's the worst thing? You can do as a criminal. Snitch. He made her snitch. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's that's why Joey's like, I can never forgive you. You forced me to one of the uh, one of the unforgivable sins of the underworld. Dawson just is like, uh, uh, I don't. I, 
It's not a lot of times that I know I'm 100% right in life. <laughs> so I guess, so yeah. This I guess is I'll one wrap, of them. I guess I'll wrap myself in a blanket of right, because this doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. The last two seasons have been, you know, with very uh, with various levels of effort and various levels of success, Dawson and Joey breaking up, getting together, breaking up, getting together. And it's like there was always something that, like, when Joey would break up with Dawson, that like he could hang, hang on. Oh, it's because it's because of this. If we could just, uh, if we could just surmount this or whatever, everything would be fine. It what it would truly take for him to be okay with a breakup is for her to just say something crazy to him, an unsolvable, to give him an unsolvable problem because it doesn't make any sense. So that's why he's just like, well, I guess this really is over because I don't know what any of this, <laughs> I don't know what just happened right now. Yeah, I mean when. You're doing a story that is, if are they going to get together? When they get together, the story's over. <laughs> right. And so you have to break them up. And you have to break them up in a way, at some point, like, it has to feel final, even if it's it not feel, going to be final. Irrevo- irrevocable. Right. So they just went way over the top. Fucking, ben- fucking bananas. Yeah, they didn't. And I mean, maybe this is something that somebody might, feel in that moment but i feel like this is one of those things where after like a couple of weeks you're like oh i'm sorry dawson i fucking was just really upset and i didn't know what i I was thinking i'm sorry i blamed everything about that happened on you not uh like yeah i feel like if he literally just hadn't been there and they had talked later in the day she would she would have been like worked her way through that at the very least but like she's so angry at him like, like and, and which is by the way credit to Katie Holmes because like as bu- as bananas as the things that she's saying are it's like there is an iciness to her eyeballs not even iciness it's like some fire to her eyeballs where you're just like whatever she's saying right now she thoroughly believes yeah it is just crazy that she would blame Dawson so nuts I mean it's the perfect ending to a crazy fucking episode <laughs> yeah exactly that that's the other thing like if not. Like, tonally, it's kind of, like, especially, I feel like the last sort of state of episodes were kind of, like... drama in dramedy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the amity is just fucking gone. I think it is a thing that happens in a lot of shows. Like, it happens in The Wire every season. The Wire is, like... Are you you comparing Dawson's Creek to The Wire? That would be an interesting... Well, no, it's just, I think this is how a lot of TV, like, 20 episodes, or or however, like, 90% of the... There's just, like, all build up. Yeah. And then the last episode, it's just like, well, we're just gonna do insane, everything's, like, gonna collapse. It's like, with uh, Game of Thrones, it's usually, like, the second to last episode. Yeah. I think with, like, this episode in particular, and this season in particular, I don't think the previous spate of episodes built up to this, which is why I think it feels extra nuts. Like the energy of the last few episodes have been has been kind of like a little, yeah. I'm going to use hand gestures so no one can hear it, but a little, a little, a little muddled and a little not there. I think when you go down the road of drug dealing, like it's going to be a criminal you're, thing. You ratchet this shit up. You just write. You like write. Crazy shit. Like, well, it's like, oh, now we're now we're writing crazy. A crime, now we're writing a crime drama that like Mr. Potter is dealing cocaine. 
a lot of yeah, cocaine. Like, like the amount of cocaine he's dealing, it's like a crazy thing for him to do. He's like, it's like weeds. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. a suburban dad. Yeah. Like trafficking gross amounts of cocaine like it's well, so and, like you start just, there yeah. you have to end with the ice house burning down sure yeah yeah yeah. and we don't even end with that it's in the middle <laughs> yeah and so i think it's just like oh this is where this is where we're going we mm-hmm. we start off crazy we're gonna end fucking crazy it's one of those things where like like the energy just it's it didn't seem to build to this the season well, yeah, I think you but, have like, to... but also I like like but I liked it just t- to end the season on like maybe this is maybe a little over the top but just like ending with some like some real fucking some real season finale type I shit. I think it feels over the top for like maybe a regular TV show, mm. but it doesn't feel over the top for a CW TV show. Like CW TV shows are different. Right. Yeah, you well, know, like I mean people get murdered in them. Sure. And it's like they're teen dramas that people get murdered in. Like just so far for what this show has been, like it seemed a little over the top. Although Abby Morgan dying was right. a, was a little smidge of it. I just I just remember sort of the first time like the last time I remember feeling like this was the first episode of season two of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> when when, when Landry kills when Landry kills that guy while that ISIS song is playing. Crucifictorious. No, the band doesn't kill him. The band kills it though. It's a great fucking, they, it's they, the best Christian, mer- Christian, Christian rock band in <laughs> uh, in all of Texas. All of West Texas. Uh but like but you know they had a cameo on like another TV show. Crucifictorious? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> like some t- I forget it was some ABC show that like they just had Landry's they band lived on. in the same universe that they lived in the universe where Cruc- Crucifictorious was like a thing they're in the lights verse <laughs> yeah the FNL verse yeah like maybe not like feelings were uh, obviously a little different especially being premieres versus finales uh, a premiere versus a finale but like I get I follow what you're saying about CW shows but it just for what this show has been mostly so far, it seemed a little a little out of place. But that's not to say I didn't like it, because I did. It's actually the episode I've like I've it's the episode I've enjoyed watching the most in like, every the last episode several weeks. Like this. Oh my god, if this if this show if and I don't know from you saying that, I assume it doesn't. It's but, like but like if this show It feels more like Mel, Mel, Melrose place. Sure, a little, or, tr- a little trashy. Yeah. Um if this show in season three decides to stay bonkers like I'm in like I'm into it or if it decides to sort of reset I'm also into it yeah I really like this episode I think it's just yeah. fun it's a fun yeah, episode funny shit everybody's doing crazy shit yeah <laughs> and and reacting weird and like <laughs> you have to break them up ultimately it's sure. just like you have to break them up this is like I think they should have watched you be happy never gone in together this early right at all I mean they got together the first season I don't think it should have ever happened right but so they got together yeah you have to break them up yeah and I, th- this is one way to do it <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a way to do it and I think they had to break them up in a way where Dawson wasn't going to speak to Joey all, all of summer right that's what they wanted sure and that then, like he wasn't going to Philly it, for summer yeah. and that th- we, they needed a reason so that when he sees Joey the f- next school year uh, steer clear son <laughs> it's like a big deal and we're going to have a whole episode about you haven't talked to Joey all summer or whatever right. she told me she didn't want to talk to me ever again yeah 
So I yeah. think they had to figure a way to do that also. Sure. They're like, well, just make Joey really mad at him. <laughs> Super mad. Uh, yeah. No, I, I like, like, there. if there's one thing that could be said about the, that couldn't be said about this episode is that I didn't enjoy it. I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought it was a really, like, a, a really fun way to end this season. Yeah. Well, that is the end of the season. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it only took us five years. <laughs> you guys <laughs> listen um this is this is a weird season uh not not listen. not just for the show but for the show will there be season three nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> will this episode come out well, nobody knows. who knows it's all up in the air um so that was what we thought. Um, you're not going to email us. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we don't have that email anymore anyways. <laughs> I didn't renew it. That's fine. You, yeah, you guys know where to get at us if you want to get at us, if that, if that um, interests you. Yeah. So, um, um, so until, until next time. So we're also going to have a cliffhanger. Will there be a season three? <laughs> Got so needy. All right. For this episode. For this f- season and two for this finale. season. I'm Brian. And I'm Chris. We are the Dawson Dudes. Love anybody. buddy.